this is the One Scott One Knot podcast. I'm Lucy and I'm the Scot. And I'm Karen and I, I'm not, I'm not Scottish at all. <laughs> Join us while we have a wee blether together about all things Scotland from ghosty castles to myths and magic and fairies and folklore. So buckle your seatbelts and significantly lower your expectations because Lucy and I are taking you to Scotland. And on a quick side note, this podcast is not recommended for children under the age of 13 for inappropriate language and content. All right. I'm so excited to get started. Hello, hello. (laughs) Before we dive in this week, which we are going to try to be a little faster than we normally are, a little slowpoke selves. Yeah, I have, I have we're running out of, of, of monthly minutes. So yeah. we, need to- <laughs> we, we are way too chatty. Uh, Lucy, I need to see your t-shirt though. Seriously. Yes. It's um, amazing. We made some merch that's in a red bubble shop. I think you can find the link on our website, onescottonenot.com. There's a link to it. And so I was, we kind of made it sort of partially because we actually just wanted these t-shirts ourselves but if you want to go buy some then you're welcome to yeah this one says i don't give a flying fairy it's so amazing though can you stand up for a second i know if you can't see this on the podcast but i haven't seen it yet in person can you stand up the sun is actually shining in scotland there's actual sun coming through the window bright and shiny it is like a and it's really dark here Oh, I love it. So you can't even oh, see. Oh, I love the it. The sun is shining. And Lucy has the baseball, the baseball tee on. This is a baseball tee. Yeah, I oh, love that. I have I'm to- away from the microphone. So I- we have a few different designs and I am going to add a few more at some point soon because I made an Isabel Gowdy one. And yeah, and the Kelpie, Kelpie one, one is awesome. I bought, I bought six <laughs> shirts because I want one in every style so I can like report back on the ones that are my favorite and the ones I, yeah. you know, like I, I don't want to just say go there and then not have them be good. Yeah. So I want to give my true, my true recommendation, but why they're taking and forever. I bought a hoodie because it's Scotland and it's cold. Yeah. Even in me, I, I bought a hoodie wait. and it is the softest, coziest <gasps> thing. Oh, I'm so getting one, but we're and that one says it. don't enter the fairy ring. And so they're all kind of vintagey images with, with like, slightly cheeky. Yeah. Like some F bombs in there. Yeah. Yeah. I think we bought the opposite ones, Lucy. Like you bought all those Did shirts we? that I didn't in the design. So like <laughs> we put us together and we'll have the full set. So I cannot wait for mine to come in. That's perfect. So that's excited. like a per- perfect painting that I we know. are anyway. We really are. I also bought some stickers. Oh, you so did? I put one on my water bottle. Oh, I only bought seen those. a few just to can I see? So this is a little sticker that says don't fuck with fairies. Yes. And I'm holding it up. Oh, that see. looks so good. Oh, that looks yeah. super good. I didn't even think about putting it on a water bottle. That's perfect. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, if you want to go check them out, we are at you can find us through our website, but yeah, also if you go to Redbubble and just type in yeah. one Scott, one knot, then yeah. we would come up as a shop on yeah. Redbubble. And, and it's all one word, one Scott, one knot, like no spaces yeah. or anything. But the website's so, a great gateway too. Well, thank you for doing all that hard work, Lucy. I always fun. love them. I love, love, love them. And I ordered them and I cannot wait for them to come. So I'm really excited for this week um, because... Yeah, I- well, I just have to tell you why this is a big deal for Americans that might be listening. Because when you're an American in elementary school, 
and my husband can back me up on this. We are taught. Start laughing at this. <laughs> we are all taught about the Loch Ness monster. Like it is. No. And everybody laughs <laughs> about it, like in like third grade, and like that's how we all know about Scotland and the Loch Ness monster. And I'm do you have to, to do you do you do the lesson in third grade, and then do they play you the Scooby Doo movie? <laughs> It's like, this is our teacher's two hours where they don't have to teach. We're going to play the Scooby-Doo movie to show you what the Loch Ness Monster looks like. No, no. We look at the, we looked at like the old photographs, but I remember it's, I don't remember much from my elementary school experience, but I uh, totally clearly remember learning about the Loch Ness Monster. Like so much so. And I think all American kids are like when I actually went That's to Scotland so to Loch Ness, it, it's like a really big deal. Cause you get these, it, it's like really. And that's why all the touristy shops and everything are, are yeah. the way that they are. It's because the propaganda like starts in the United States as small children. So we really buy into that stuff. Cause we don't get it. Cause you're like, what the we hell? We don't get that propaganda. The, this, yeah. Why are you these stuffed animal like like brontosauruses that you're selling in these gift shops with like tartan our, our school trip was to Culloden, which yeah. is a lot more interesting uh, than yeah and <laughs> historically accurate not like a mythical creature you're I just and I can't remember why we like in what context that that was important that we discussed that like that's what I what what eludes me I can't remember yeah, it's so strange but, but I remember learning about I remember seeing the black and white photos you know like those just though the the ones yeah, that were well, just you wait just you wait because stuff, i have a tall so. tale for you just you wait i am so so i'm excited but because this i just wonder whether there's some kind of symbiotic arrangement between scotland and the american government or american school system where they do that in order to boost their tourism because you know that Loch Ness is like one of the major tourist industries in Scotland. Mm. Is that something like 80 million pounds a year or wow. something ridiculous like that? Wow, yeah. And I just wonder whether they kind of, they're like, who can we sell this to? Let's right? sell this to Americans. They fall well, for that crap. We <laughs> are buying, we are buying and we are lapping it up, my friends. So I just know this is going to be such a crowd pleaser. Just topic and episode. Yeah, I hope I don't, takes us all hope I don't disappoint. I really hope I didn't you won't. disappoint. You won't. Because, do you know, I find it a little bit frustrating. Why? To research lockness. Oh, really? Well, yeah, because, why? because there are 50 zillion million YouTube mm. videos yeah, yeah. that all say the same thing. They have clearly just all looked on the same Wikipedia page. And I found it hard to find anything that wasn't on that Wikipedia page. Oh. And then, or or you could go, so I'm going to try and take, I'm going to obviously give you the bare facts, but I'm going to yeah. try and find some things to talk about that aren't talk talked about in every single other podcast episode about Loch Ness Monster mm -hmm. or every single other um Just all the mainstream YouTube video kind of. yeah, yeah because yeah. It, but it was quite hard mm. and the thing is that I found almost compared to some of the other things that we've talked about so far and some of the other things that I'm sure we're going to talk about in the future it was a little bit like, why is this one the big deal? Got it. Like Finn Folkaheim is way more interesting. 
so than cool. Nessie. Yeah. Way more interesting. That's fascinating. Like, there's not even really, like, a story behind it. Yeah. You know how yeah. with all the other ones, there's this huge, big, long, high-faluted, convoluted, yeah. convoluted story that it has arms and legs and is, like, yeah. almost like its own soap opera that totally. has so many things yes and there didn't really seem to be anything hmm. for nest per poor old nessie oh, that's it's almost like nessie has become this this um like just a Kim Kardashian I can't see her name oh like, Kim it's, Kardashian. like it's just like the big star yeah. but but unfounded, I don't quite unfounded on unfounded. nothing. I shouldn't oh. say that about her, but you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the first name that popped in my head. Right. Like, um, it's like somebody somewhere decided that this was going to be the folklore that we latched onto. You know what and... I think? You know what I think, Lucy? Mm-hmm. I think Nessie has, uh, they have a pretty good marketing team. That's what I think. I think they must have an amazing marketing team. Because that's all that it boils down yeah. to. It just got the best coverage. And so it's it got the best coverage. Just got passed on the loudest and the furthest. I well, know. We're here to change that with our fin. I know because our three listeners, because we do have three now. Yeah. No, no, we, we have four. We, we have, have four. Oh, do we? Yeah. Who's yeah. <laughs> the fourth? Um, Shauna. Oh gosh, what's her last name? I literally document. Them. I was gonna say. I, I thought you, you were gonna I'm say like, Shauna. I was like, you can't. No, Shauna. And um, it's her name starts with a B. Her last name starts with a B. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Documented for listeners. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. So, but excited. you see, if we had the right marketing team, yeah, we, we might have, have eight, four million. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd be happy with a dozen, but you know. <laughs> So I'm really excited. So, Let's dive in. I want to hear Let's about. Let's dive in. I am going to give you a super quick overview for anyone who hasn't done Nessie in school. Yeah. Doesn't know anything about this at all. But I don't want to get bogged down in like dates and facts and figures. because It's quite frankly a little bit boring, isn't it? Yeah. I think so. it is for me. Yeah. Yeah. But Loch Ness, if anyone doesn't know, is a huge big loch in Scotland. It there's a river, there's several rivers come from it, but one of them is called the Riverness, and the Riverness outlets into Inverness, which is the gateway to the Highlands. It's up in the Highlands of Scotland. Loch Ness is kind of down what's called the Great Glen, which is almost like if you look at a map of Scotland, there's almost like a slit that goes across from east northeast but it's Inverness all the way down kind of to the west down there and that's called the Great Glen and Loch Ness is up in there I don't do geography as a subject so I'm probably not explaining that very well but it's actually got more water in it than all the lakes in England and Wales combined so really Scotland is better than you yeah, it's we huge. Yeah, that is huge. Isn't it like yeah, 20 and, something miles long, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, like 20, over 20, 20 miles long. Yeah. And it's really super deep. It's eight about nearly 800 feet deep. And because there's lots of peat in the hills, there 
the water is like super murky, mm-hmm. which means it's really hard to see, which means that Nessie has it's a really nice hard to see if there's some monster yeah. in there. It's a beautiful and so there have been sightings of the Loch Ness monster since the sixth century. And but the funny thing was that. I was really trying to figure out the old, for me personally, mm. for this podcast, I was trying to figure out the old, the um, more like the folklore side of it, because yeah. that was obviously what we're more interested in. But it was really hard because most websites, because it, Loch Ness has been so popular, yeah. there's been so much more recent studies and all these these samples of the water and right. the sonar ratings and they've got they've got on youtube there's a nessie cam and i think it's just one of these webcams that sits constantly and then they upload it every few days sure to youtube oh so if gosh. you've got like a spare eight hours to, <laughs> to spend Go you could like nessie watch cam an eight hour long of video of nessie cam to see if you can spot nessie and there's so many of that that Anything older has kind of been a little bit dampened down or maybe it just didn't exist in the first place. I really don't want to burst anyone's bubble. Let's say Nessie's real. We'll just go with that. I think it's real. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But. But I don't know that it looks like a dinosaur. Yeah. I know. I. Yeah. I have some theories, but my theories are probably. No, I want to hear them. You better. You better include them in this episode. I'm going to be really pissed. <laughs> My theories are probably like Lucy's lost her mind. I, I'm coming. I'm, sh- I'm showing up for your theories, just so you know. Okay. So you better deliver. So the first recorded sighting was St. Columba. I find this story so funny. So St. Columba came to Scotland in the 6th century, basically to convert all the heathens to Christianity. And he was up at he was actually at the River Ness, not Loch Ness, but the River Ness goes into Loch Ness. Mm-hmm. And he found these locals that were burying this guy. The locals told him that the man had been swimming in the river and this huge big water beast had come up and attacked him. So St. Columba has this for delegation of duties didn't go and investigate himself he sent one of his own men to go and investigate he's like um i think that you could go and find out about this scary beast yeah not me i'll just stay here in relative safety until (laughs) you've done a recce yes (laughs) yes i think was a bit shady of him that was just a bit it's like not on Saint. It's Columba. like above his station. Saint. He's like that's you know. A job for so Tommy. he sent this guy to investigate, and the beast appeared and tried to attack him. Oh. And then Saint Columba stepped in, and he did. He made the sign of a cross, and he did this whole big thing where he said, "Don't go any further. Don't touch the man. Go back." And apparently, did the it work? beast stopped and oh. worked. And then the beast fled. And according to some articles, that is the reason why there have been no, like very few sightings of Nessie since the 6th century because St. Columba got rid of it. He ruined it. Or not rid of it, but 
encourage the beast to stay hidden. But the funny thing that I thought was (laughs) that St. Columba totally used this as like part of his propaganda because basically the people that were living around the the area at the time and also actually I didn't realize they were as far west as that but in the northeast of Scotland especially the people that were living at the time were called the Picts and Mm -hmm. the Picts meant painted people because they wore all this like painted tattoos on their faces and stuff like that basically and there's a there's very little known about them they're these can almost like a mysterious race because they died out or they integrated into Mm -hmm. other cultures Mm -hmm. and that so the Picts have all these carved stone standing stones in the area but actually no to this day nobody has been able to decipher exactly what they mean we can only speculate on what they mean because that's the only form of writing that the Picts had was carving into stone or carving into jewelry and yeah. things like that the one that and is so, by your house that we stopped to take a picture of we have stunning yeah. pictures of that one mm-hmm. and they're just like yeah, that's kind of everywhere stone. oh is it that one's called the maiden stone and it's a famous Pictish stone carved put, stone from- and I'll put a picture that picture of on your on our blog too just so people can see what you're talking about yeah. because they're yeah, different than the normal Instagram. standing stones I think they're much more impressive because yeah. there's like specific writing on it like hieroglyphics almost yeah so cool. the, well the, the one of the websites I was looking at actually called them that Highland Highland Highland, I can't say this. Highland, Highland hieroglyphics. hieroglyphics. Cool. Highland hieroglyphics. I'm making so um they yeah, because stone circles are a lot more ancient. They're like two, three thousand years old, for even older, but the Pictish standing stones are from like the sixth, fifth, sixth, seventh centuries. So they're a lot newer around the time St. Columba. I'm gonna speak about the Picts a bit more detail in a minute because this was a bit that super interested me yeah I am going to tell you guys about all these photos from like the 1930s but this was a bit that I found super interesting yeah, yeah no this me too yeah yeah go ahead and I think it's the bit that people skim over yeah you know I agree with certain other things that we've spoken about where mm. oh I can't even remember what it was it was like something oh it was the <laughs> It was the Ben Nia with the boobs. Yeah. Remember you were like, they just say it. And then like the yes. sentence finished and they don't even try yeah. and discuss. Yeah. They don't unpack that so, in any way. Yeah. It's a little bit the same with these older stories because all anyone's interested with Nessie yeah. is whether someone took a photo in 2017 or whatever. Right. And I, I, I find the older stuff more interesting. I do too. I do too. So I feel kind of like St. Columba basically was just using this story or experience with Nessie, Mm -hmm. whatever it was, Mm -hmm. as total like propaganda for himself that him and God had the power. Like we have the power to get rid of this beast that you know lives in this river because that that's what uh, the Picts had actually done carvings about 
the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, I see. Um, but look at me. I'm a man. I'm a Christian right. man. And we have the power. Mm-hmm. And we have managed to dispel this nasty beast that's been terrorizing you for right. so long. So it was like a little bit cheeky on his part, especially mm-hmm. since especially since he sent someone else to go and check it out. I'm like, <laughs> well, he wasn't, wasn't even, even there. Right. Else. I know. Right. I know. It wasn't even him. It was somebody else. But anyway. Yeah. Took all the credit. I know. St. Columba, you're not. Did he even see it at all? Or was this all secondhand? (laughs) Like secondhand, someone told him about it. And then he. No, apparently the beast came out of the water and he saw it and he commanded it to go away. Got it. According to somebody who wrote about it a few hundred years afterwards okay <laughs> we're so bad about writing things down back then we need to oh they know so oh, that was in the was, six, so sorry just that was like the a sixth century. century and that's the fascinating then, part to me which uh, when i was just i poked on at it for like two seconds like three weeks ago and, and to me that's the most interesting too because when you're learning about this as you do in third grade i thought these you know, that's ancient. That's yeah. really. And so that's, I thought was fascinating that it went back that far. I mean, that's because that implies like yeah. generations of Nessie's living here, right? That's not just one beast. I know. And that, it's also like, feels mm-hmm. to me that it's quite linked with all the other millions of water creature myths throughout Scotland and Nessie is just one of them yeah I do you know it's just that that this one lives in this loch right uh, but there are other ones living in other bodies of water yeah and the so there are actually carved pictures stones Mm -hmm. that we could stick up on our Instagram and the episode airs of water what they think because obviously there's nobody around to decipher them now but what they think are water beasts so one of them one of them is called the um the pictish beast Mm -hmm. and it looks almost like this weird creature with flippers instead of feet yeah 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 I think and, I've seen that, that depiction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they think that that possibly has something to do with a water creature from mm-hmm. the Loch Ness area. And then there's another one, which was called the Drumbuey Stone, which I would kept misreading as Drumbuey, which is a kind of drink. And this one was actually found, it originally came from near Uckert Bay. Now, if you know the word Uckert, there's a castle called Uckert Castle. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. At... Loch Ness yeah it's beautiful and I'm saying it the way that it should be pronounced but actually if you were to read it it uh, it almost looks like it's Ur- Urquhart right but it's Uckert Uckert is the way that mm-hmm. I would say it and so this one ended up at a big house and the house is called Balmacan House and it was That's- right next to Loch Ness this, the um, the sighting of this was there. I'm sorry. No, or... the, I don't know how this stone ended up like in the oh, grounds this, this of this stone. House. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were talking about an actual creature. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry. So this was a standing stone that was p- carved, a Pictish standing stone. Got it. That was found in 
the grounds I don't know if it was the grounds or part mm. of the building okay. incorporated into part of the building or whatever of this house but I think I've got a funny feeling I'm not 100% sure that this is maybe being transported to a museum now because mm-hmm. the house was knocked down in the 1930s okay but this one is another what they think is a water serpent it almost looks like a snake and it's mm. kind of like in an s shape with a what's called a zed rod through it which is like a line that looks like a letter z on its side mm-hmm. with weird symbols so a lot of people think this is also something to do with the legend pictish people speaking about a creature in Loch Ness so nobody really knows but I find that super interesting yeah. that there were there was that evidence right. from the sixth century that is kind of skimmed over like it's always like St. Clovis saw so Loch Ness Monster, shoot him away, and that was it. And then, Karen. Yes. Then you would be proud of me. Ooh. I'm a super sleuther because I managed to find, and nobody else talks <gasps> about this yes. on any of the podcasts that I listen to. Good job. So you're getting an exclusive, <gasps> except it's not an exclusive because I got it from a website called Earth Stories with a Z at the end, earthstories.com. That apparently there was another telling of seeing the Loch Ness monster. Every single other source that I went to mm-hmm. skipped from oh. Saint Columba to the eighteen hundreds. Wow, which but is um, one, a big skip. Yeah, and the, and the excuse is Saint Columba chucked him out, mm-hmm. and he was too scared to come back for all that time. I guess right, right, but. This one is from a guy called the Walter of Bingham, Mm -hmm. and he came from England, but he was part something to do with the church, Mm -hmm. and he made this pilgrimage up to Scotland to see holy sites in Scotland in the 12th century, so early 1100s, and he wrote this manuscript called A Journey Through Scotland, and was that me? Sorry, I'm making noises. Okay. On my phone. But now I'm on the edge and of my seat. So yeah. I know. I'm doing it on purpose. So good. It's so good. I'm like, like a <laughs> little buildup. So this is the one I loved. Yeah. Apparently. Sorry, I really screamed there. No, I'm so excited. excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, worthy. But he was also a bit shady, I have to say. All these religious cleric men that aren't actually very heroic. <laughs> oh, not like love not like they wrote everything down. See, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. If they would be Highlanders, the story might have been a little bit different. Yes, but so he also went up to the River Ness, mm-hmm. and so it's funny that it's both stories are from the River Ness, not Loch Ness. But I mm-hmm. guess Nessie could go between the two, and he needed to cross the river. And first of all, he asked these fishermen who he came across if they were mending their nets and he asked if they would help him cross the river. Mm -hmm. And they were like, no, we're not crossing that river. No (laughs) way. They were like terrified. They refused to do it. They must have known about the creature. But weren't they fishermen? Weren't they fishermen? Did they just stand on the shore? No, don't don't question the 12th century story. (laughs) 
Okay. All right. I'm, I can do it. Belief suspended. Fisherman. Well, shores only. Got it. Okay. Go. <laughs> Let, let's face it. We're talking about the Lost Ness monster. We have to suspend a lot. That is true. <laughs> Whatever. It's real. Keep going. I know. They're all real. All they of are. them. They are. All of the. I believe. All of the creatures. We need that we shirts that just say, I believe. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, oh so... shit. I need to write that down before I forget. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> um, so then. So they were like, I'm not going. That's no way. I'm not so, going. I'm not taking you. What no, was this I'm guy's name again? Across. What's this guy's name? Walter again? of Bingham. All right, Walter. What does he do now? Um, I like the name Walter. I, I know a guy called Walter. It's like a good old fashioned name. I People know. don't get called things like that. I had anymore, a crush on one of my professors in college and his name was Walter. It's like, a, it's like an old fashioned name. It's, it's super cool. old school. Yeah. It's like a 12th century name. I know. I love it. (laughs) Bring back old fashioned names. I know. (laughs) Apart from, apart from Fanny, girls used to uh, get called Fanny. Fanny is a a bad, that's that's not a good one. I concur. I skip over that one. (laughs) So random. So what did he do? (laughs) So he's like fisherman. Yeah. And they're like, no way. Okay. He walked down the river and he came across a young boy who had this. And in the website, it said coracle. And I did not know what that was. And I was almost imagining like a walnut shell, like Thumbelina. But apparently it's like a little boat. And I don't know why it was called a coracle. Okay. And he basically hassled this little boy to row him across so the little boy obviously didn't want to say no to him so he rowed him across the river walter was fine and dandy he got to the other side of the river fine oh no oh no are you ready oh no the little boy (gasps) as he was rowing his boat back across the river a, the huge beast <gasps> Nessie no. came out of the water and according to this story had fire sparking from his eyes oh what no the hell is that Bored and dragged the boat <gasps> and the boy beneath the waves oh and them. that's so sad I know fire eyes what the hell is fire that eyes. <laughs> fire eyes <laughs> and there was even there was even a picture. It was one of these cool, like, 12th century images where, you know, you see those those oh. images where they're trying to draw things like a rhino and they've never seen one and they're trying yes. to imagine what yes. it looks like. Yeah, it yeah, looks, yeah. like, super weird. Totally. It's almost like that. And it's, like, got this this <laughs> this picture <laughs> of the river, except there's no, like, trees or bank on the either side. So it's just a little uh, section of river. yeah that could easily just spill out onto anything because it doesn't it doesn't have anything holding it up and then the little boat and the boy getting dragged under the water by this huge big beast that kind of looks a little bit like a dog or a lion not a water beast and then walter naughty old walter it's like standing sitting there like on pompous in ass. safety in oh. safety on dry land with his arms out going no oh easy but for actually him to it's say. okay because i'm safe yeah. <laughs> i got my way across hey, better you than me 
yeah. fire eyes, fire eyes. That needs to be a t-shirt too. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks for you. That's terrible. That poor little boy. Oh. Although that's a much cooler like visualization of, of a water beast than just the stupid brontosaurus normal picture, which is pretty lame and I tame. Know. to me that was Exciting. the best yeah story out of yeah. all the ones I read yeah I agree. and then when I went through Wikipedia as mm-hmm. you do and yeah. looked at all the other stuff to do with Loch Ness I thought oh, I'm gonna skim half of this because it's a little bit boring yeah yeah <laughs> that's not boring that's super cool that was the best one that is the best that was one the best that's story. good one now, I have a question, and maybe you'll hit this later, but when I was researching Kelpies for our very first episode, they uh-huh. there, there was a few references because so many of these mythical beasts are shape-shifting. They were saying yeah. that <clears> – <throat> so one, I had a question if you came across any of the same um, shape-shifting illusions, like – because sometimes it comes, you know, across as a dragon with fire eyes. And sometimes it appears as a water horse because there was, I know in my research, there was references to that saying that some people think that the Loch Ness Monster could have been a Kelpie because, and, but just exhibiting yeah. it's appearing in a different form. What do you think about I that? Did you read that, that? that? Read that. Very briefly, there were mentions to similarities possibly between mm-hmm. the Kelpies. Mm-hmm. and that's basically all I was finding was like yeah. this could be something to do with Kelpies but they didn't really go a lot that was the disappointing thing yeah a lot of the websites that I looked at just didn't go into the folklore it just immediately jumped oh. on to the 19th and 20th century and scientific discoveries and that is DNA really disappointing and, especially because they haven't really found anything so then what are you even talking about like all that research time and, and stuff we're talking about making 80 million pounds for the economy Karen that's what we're talking about not Loch Ness is genuinely so beautiful I know and I do love me a good tour shop I'm not gonna lie <laughs> so have so okay so then what's a cool but do you want me to dive that? into the present day yeah I mean or maybe not not maybe not present well have was there any like, cool things between that sighting and like the famous 1930s sighting no or was it really quiet until then there was nothing else? it was super quiet really it was super quiet so whether St. Columba had done his job or whether that boy in his boat had like got stuck in Nessie's throat and Nessie wasn't mm. hungry for a while. Although Nessie's not been known to try and attack humans since. So I don't know whether he went vegetarian or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. He's just satiated. <laughs> After having poor, like the poor, snake. poor he farmer. He that much. Boy. Yeah. One every thousand years. <laughs> One human for every thousand years. We're good. I know. Well, does that not mean it's too soon? He's actually hungry right now. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm not (laughs) going to Loch Ness anytime. But no, there were a few sightings in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Okay. Um, They all kind of a bit similar. Like people were by the lock and saw like a large creature coming Mm -hmm. out of the lock and blah, blah, blah. They actually made this they improved the road around Loch Ness in around around the early 1900s I think it was the 1930s maybe and they think that's why loads more sightings were just basically because there were more people Mm -hmm. 
that were traveling neater to the log. So there was one guy called George Spicer and his wife. They saw this um, animal that actually crossed in front of their car. So out of the lock, across from their car. And they said it was like a huge big body, eight meters long with a long wavy neck. And they didn't see any limbs, but they suspected it had flipper type things. And then it kind of lurched into the lock and like disappeared. Oh, and that was the 1800s? That well, was in the 1930s. Oh, I was going to say that that was a car, so it could not have been 1800s. Yeah. Okay. That was in the 1930s. There were a few sightings in the late 1800s, but I just basically in my notes, I wrote there weren't really any sightings until then, and there wow. were a few then. That's yeah. all I put because they were all a bit similar to each I other. I feel like com- compared to, and granted, we're only on episode 11, so we haven't even uncovered so many stories, but I feel like there's so fewer stories of the lot of this monster than like every other creature that's what i'm saying yeah, well nessie so obviously had the good he had good, the good marketing um, media marketing behind team him. because <coughs> doesn't even need to make an appearance and she makes all that money i know that's really interesting actually i think i know yeah huh so what's the what and I and because it's been a while since I was in third grade, can you recap what what was so special about that foot? Was that yeah. just because they had oh actual photographic evidence this, for the first time of a creature? This is no, this is hilarious. What's this that? is the story is hilarious oh. because right, there's two parts to it. Okay. First part is that in 1933. The Daily Mail, which is actually a tabloid newspaper in mm-hmm. Britain, but I don't know if it was tabloid in the 30s, could have been, might not have been, whatever. Mm-hmm. They wanted, there were all these sightings just before that, people saying that they saw Loch Ness Monster, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So the Daily Mail commissioned this guy, wait for the other cool name, better than Walter. This guy was called Marmaduke Weatherall. Oh. Isn't that a cool name? Nobody's called Marmaduke anymore. That's like a porn star name. I know. Get ready it's for like Marmaduke. A... Not that I... Well, it's kind of, if you're in Britain, I think it's more of a like posh boy's name. <laughs> so like, not a Hello, my name is Marmaduke Duke. and I live in my big castle. Is that a name of a movie? Yeah. Marmaduke, I swear that's something. Is it like a cartoon cat or something? <laughs> or like a dog's name? Oh, Marmaduke. I think it's maybe possibly like a, a rescue da- like a rescue dog's <laughs> name. You need to Google that. Marmaduke. It sounds like a southern hill di- hill. Yeah, if you say like it with a hillbilly accent, it sort of like, takes away from This the is my wife, Milda, my dog, Marmaduke. Marmaduke. <laughs> That wasn't oh it is a name of a film 2010 i was like oh I and it is about a dog <laughs> oh yes oh you it's a great the thing. random the random crap that you can keep in your head when Seriously. you don't know <laughs> i for sure didn't see it but owen wilson and emma stoner in it so i totally would oh. that's so funny all right that's anyways so like, god that sounds yeah. familiar so okay, i so just anyways. liked his name yeah so I he too. was this big game hunter guy yeah. on the newspaper they actually like paid him. They gave him, they sent him this job of going to find the Loch Ness Monster. Mm-hmm. And he, surprise, surprise, found some huge footprints that everyone was like, oh my God, we found Nessie's footprints. This is evidence 
that Nessie exists. And then he it got it got exposed as a hoax. So basically, someone else, I think it possibly was somebody from a museum or something. Mm-hmm. Um, they realized that these footprints were actually either an umbrella stand or an ashtray that had a hippo leg on the base oh my god like stamped it and he so he stopped so you know he's a big game hunter feet like it's like a serpent so what are these footsteps even? what does that even mean i don't know like flippers he's, this, <laughs> like, is a, for, this is this big game hunter he's like obviously got all these trophies from yeah. all of his like he's posh marmaduke let's face it yeah in the 1930s if your name was marmaduke withdrawal yeah. you were posh and he's gone off to africa and he's killed all these animals he and he's real turned legs. them into ash trees and oh. he's come home. And then when the Daily Mail has asked him to find Nessie, he's like, I know I can do this a quick fix. This is a super quick fix. Yeah. I'm going to get that ash tree that's sitting in my castle. Yes. And I'm going to stamp some feet. He probably say, waited. He probably waited like a day and he's like, oh my God, this is so boring. I don't know if I'm ever no. going to see this. He's like, all right, what can we do? Well, wait until along. you hear. Plus he's getting paid. So like the faster he comes out with it, then the faster he gets paid for his story. I know. Right? Wait until you hear like what I'm going to tell you at the end of the podcast. Because waiting a day to see Nessie is nothing, nothing. compared to the dedication of some folk. Oh. But um, yeah, so he got he got exposed. He was shamed. Good. Now, Mama it wasn't Duke. didn't see whether... Um, they actually exposed him as actually being the person that did the hoax or whether he'd allowed that hoax to happen. Uh, somebody else had hoaxed him and he'd fallen for it. Oh. But I think he did the hoax yeah, because just wait. Okay. So yeah, surprise, surprise. A year later, mm-hmm. this guy who was actually is called the surgeon's photo because he was some kind of doctor from London. Okay. Um, and so they call it the surgeon's photo. He, this is the photo that everyone thinks of when they think of okay. the Loch Ness Monster. Mm-hmm. It's that black and white greeny yeah. one with yes. the head popping oh, out of the water. Right. He took a photo of the Loch Ness Monster. He was like, oh my God, I've actually seen the Loch Ness Monster. Mm-hmm. Here's my photo proof. And for years, like 60 years, everyone just had this down. So quite clearly, Karen, possibly yeah. when you were still in school, I know learning about the Loch Ness Monster, this was still, this is photographic that's, evidence. That's the, the photograph Monster. that's in my head. And that would have been, I was in elementary school and during the eighties. So that is yeah. totally within that time frame. So but in the 90s, mm-hmm. they debunked it. <gasps> so that's but, why I didn't even hear about it. <laughs> check this out. Wow. So you can't actually see that it's fake because the photos really crop down and the size of the waves, like the scale of the size of the waves mm-hmm. is not the correct scale. Like if you were going to actually have a huge creature in the law. Oh. Obviously, up until the 90s, there possibly wasn't like the 
scientific ways of analyzing right. photos that oh okay yeah it was well you could get away <clears throat> with things a lot more back in the day couldn't mm-hmm. you people were maybe a lot more quick to not that you know there were there wasn't that oh that could be photoshopped everyone people didn't, didn't automatically yet. go there yeah, of course but the funny thing is the funny thing is that actually this fake it, they admitted to it the I think it was the descendants of the people mm-hmm. that did it because it was 60 years later yeah or possibly them as really old men on their deathbeds wanting mm-hmm. to get it off their chest right but um actually Marmaduke Wetherall where did that name come from the <gasps> previous hoax Marmaduke Wetherall who was pissed off that he'd been exposed as a hoaxer decided to get his own back and so him and his son and this other guy called Christian Sperling um who was his son-in-law they built a fake head and neck out of putty they stuck it on a toy submarine they put it under the water they they took the photo they gave it to the surgeon who was called Robert Wilson so they gave it to him who was he was quite happy to go along with the joke of it he handed the photos in so there was no actual connection to these guys at the time but they were basically getting their own back for their earlier red-faced, shameful. Wow. Um, I know. No they were like, way. well, everyone's laughing at us. We're going to freaking well tell them. And so we're going to make a proper Nessie photo so that <gasps> they, all those fools are fooled. Are I you know. serious? This is the yes. real story of Nessie. That's so sad. That's hugely disappointing. But it's not the real story, Karen. Yeah. Because let's face not. it, the real story is Walter Bingley in the 1100s yeah. and yeah. Columba and, and the, the Yes, the fire eyes is the real story. Yeah. Wow. Like all the more recent stories are actually for me, like people trying to get a bit like ghosts. Uh, hunting, hunting videos where, where yeah. because we've now got technology you can't just say I was sitting by the lock and I saw the monster and right. people put it in a book and believe you right you feel you've got to have a photo so there's so basically after that I wrote yeah there's lots of photos and lots of videos and a lot of them have been debunked they try and say that they're um logs pieces of wood eels fish birds just so the way that the waves not. there's so you know, many the, oh the waves are kind of going a bit funny so a lot of them are just debunked there was a really funny um one in the 1970s that was called the Loch Ness Muppet <laughs> what? and I just imagined like big oh, like- bird yeah, or you Jim know, Henson's like, Jim yeah, Henson is like taking a bird <laughs> into the lock and be like, here, we can like pretend that this is a monster. <laughs> oh, well, Peggy saw it on our trip. Did she? Yeah, yep. <laughs> we back in 2000. Did she got photographic evidence. 
I do because I took a picture she, of it. Did she try and like shove you in front so you were the one that <laughs> so, <laughs> so sweet Peggy Wilkinson if you're listening. Um this is this I will never forget. I've never laughed so hard in my whole life. So 2017 art retreat, all us ladies get onto our touristy boat for the Loch Ness tour. And I was excited. I'm not going to lie because I had been to Scotland before, but I hadn't been to Loch Ness. So this was my first trip to Loch Ness. So I was super excited and we all have our watercolors out and we're like our little sketchbooks and we're ready for our day in the boat. And we, so I don't know, there was like 20 of us. So we all pile onto the boat. We hadn't even, we hadn't even like sat down yet. Like the boat hadn't even started moving. (laughs) Peggy just taps me on the shoulder and goes, what's that in the water? (laughs) I was like, like really like really like I was so mad <laughs> I like felt so bad to like dash all of her hopes and dreams it was so Aww, so funny she was a hundred percent what's that in the water <laughs> like really what was it was that oh a log my god I, I was too busy laughing I like couldn't even I couldn't even look in her general direction <laughs> So I like go, so immediately I like go to Instagram. I take a picture of the lake. I can go to Instagram with my little edit tool. And I made this like amazing, like stick, stick figure, like Bessie. Probably faster than the surgeon's photo. Bumps. And then I posted it on Instagram and I tagged her. I'm like, we saw the Loch Ness Monster. Oh my God. It was so funny. We saw it right away. We oh, wait, it's that cannon. And that like that takes me to two two realms of thinking. Number oh. one, you could have bloody well missed it. Maybe That's Peggy true. actually did see the Loch Ness monster, Peggy, and sorry. here she's going, "Oh, Peggy, there's no way you would <laughs> see it. Like I'm not looking that closely." <laughs> like, so and then and here and meanwhile, next to the boat, here comes the monster, and Cannon's looking the other way, killing and herself just... laughing at Peggy's oh, no. silliness. You're right. I probably all four. You could have totally fooled everyone with your amazing Instagram uh photoshop skills and you could have made yourself a fortune that's true it it looked really realistic when i took my finger and drew three bumps (laughs) coming out of the water oh you're probably well maybe more realistic than a 1930s grainy picture peggy if you're listening i'm so sorry i didn't take you seriously (laughs) we could have been rich by now what have I done? The Loch Ness monster. Oh god! I know. So it's this so guy, this Loch Ness Muppet one. Yeah. Um, I found that one particularly hilarious. Is there pictures? This no, I didn't see a picture. I probably should have googled, but that's all right. <laughs> this guy was um, apparently he was a magician and a psychic, Ooh. and he said that he had managed to summon the Loch Ness monster out of the water with his like magical with his like mind bullets powers. what <laughs> and he said that it looked like a elephant squid whatever that is elephant with, squid um, googling with a white spot on the base of his neck and apparently that was the eye of the animal but 
according to Wikipedia, it looked so staged and so so rubbish that it was clearly a hoax, that photo. But I kind of like the gall of the guy. I'm a magician and I'm going to summon the Loch Ness Monster. So the rest of the scientific investigation into Loch Ness Monster is Mm -hmm. just a little bit dry and boring. Um, but so I'm going to super skim over it for people that do want to know that. Although if you do want to know all that, you can probably listen to another podcast or, <laughs> go, or go somewhere else. Yeah. <gasps> oh my gosh. I just got notification on my phone that my red bubble has arrived. Oh, <gasps> yes. Oh my God. I'm going to pause and go get it. I'm pausing right here. Boom. Okay. Okay. So basically they started doing all this scientific stuff. I can't even remember where I'd left off before we had that quick pause. But they, so they do like sonar scans and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I did find it kind of interesting that both Google and Apple have done like, you know, like Google Maps and Apple Maps have yeah. done like a scan. And in the Apple one, they saw what looked like a large creature just below the surface of the water. Oh, really? I know, and I thought that was quite cool, although it did say it could just be like wood flowing, which, you know, bursts my, bursts my bubble. Does it, does it look, does it look, wait, so which one, Apple or Google? Apple Maps from 2014. Okay. I I don't know if Apple Maps have been updated. I never knew there was an Apple Maps, Apple Maps. But I I think Apple Maps can maybe it's their satellite image or something. I want to see it. And there was a really funny hoax done in the seventies, yeah. where the these zoologists from a zoo discovered the body of a creature in the water, and were like, "We found Nessie." But a dead Nessie, and they tried to remove it really quickly. Um, but the police swooped in and they were like, You're not allowed to take. Apparently, there's an act of parliament where you're not allowed to remove unidentified creatures from Loch Ness. <laughs> well, that's no fun. How are you supposed to grab Nessie if you can't even grab Nessie? I know, but oh. I guess it's to stop, like, it's so that people can, like, they can, like, keep an eye on Nessie. Right. But because of that, the people in the zoo couldn't take this creature away. And so it was discovered that this was just a seal that they'd shaved the whiskers and they'd like planted it. What? That's not very nice to the seal. I'm I'm a a little bit annoyed at the people that do the hoaxes because it does take away from like the real possibility of a real creature. Yes. I, I agree. So they, they kind of think that it's just all these other things, like modern scientific research is trying to put it off like it's, you know, it could be like giant eels or some kind of weird fish that has found its way into the loch or just some wood or some ripples on the water or optical effects from what? like a, a thing of a boat, you know, if a boat comes through that there's like this optical event on the thing but that I find that 
a little bit boring. And the one that I loved was the one from Outlander, mm-hmm. where it clear suggested that there could be a like a time passage under the lock that a creature can like slip through. Oh. So that's why it could be a dinosaur and it's not seen oh, for a long like time. Like a portal in the a lock. Portal. To me, wow, that I'm going sounds, there. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm going for. For that's sure. That's the theory that I'm sticking with. It makes the most sense. There is a time portal under Loch Ness. Hell yeah. That that a creature from the past. So it really is a brontosaurus. That's why it looks like and that. And then goes back in the time portal for a while. The Don't you think that's a good one? Makes perfect sense to me. That makes perfect sense to me i mean there's other portals other places so i don't know why it couldn't be in loch ness i know and why totally reasonable exactly exactly (laughs) done so so we uncovered loch ness before we look at your t-shirts that have just arrived i know the fun fact i wanted to tell you was that there's a guy called steve who has who gave up his job? Oh yeah, 20, like twenty five years ago. Mm-hmm. Have you met him? Did you meet him on the nope. walk? No, but I know that there's people that have dedicated their whole lives to to finding Nessie, and so, he um, basically gave up his job and bought a bus, like an old library van or something, mm-hmm. drove it from England up to Loch Ness parked it on the side of Loch Ness and for the last like 25 years he has searched for Nessie well he needs to go on the portal you should probably email him and be like dude you got to go in the lake (laughs) portal you kill him because he's like okay bye and then no don't do that (laughs) he he spends his days making these little Loch Ness creature um figures that he sells to like support himself but I watched a couple of videos that he was in where Mm -hmm. they were speaking about possible recent sightings, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And there were lots of sort of not nasty, but lots of comments in the, in the comment section saying that it was a bit pathetic that this guy did this, but there was a, do you know, I don't necessarily think so. He kind of looked like he, had a really chilled out peaceful life he lived in this really cool bus on the side of the lock which is beautiful Can it's you? so beautiful and it, there in, and at one point it was inside his bus and it was looking out the window he was sitting at a table in his bus looking out the window and it kind mm-hmm. of was behind his back to show mm-hmm. and I thought if that's your feet and the sun was setting and oh he was God. looking out across I'd the lock that on a heartbeat. so peaceful yeah I thought there's nothing wrong follow your dream man like follow your dream if that's your dream don't don't worry about what anyone else thinks you're not harming anyone no it looked like a kind of a cool thing to do it's just that obviously he's not seen nasi for 20 it's just a lot of waiting i know he's like the personification of the word patience just i just think if i was him would i think oh what if Nessie happens to appear when yeah. I've he goes gone to like to take toilet. a I was just gonna say <laughs> that. I wonder if he never ever like light. turns his back. Like he's just yeah. always like 
Yeah. Well, by when he goes to sleep. sleep. I know. I have the same thoughts. And he was interviewed on different TV programs. Oh, and was. in one of them, he had his back to the lock. So <gasps> the lock lock was behind him. And the interviewer was interviewing him. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if, if the lock <laughs> passes a little bit like you and Peggy? Look, look, there it is. And he's <laughs> oh, like, and by the time he's turned down, it's gone. How disappointing would that be? <sighs> It's pretty disappointing. Maybe we should go. Maybe when the next time we're there, we can interview him for our podcast. Oh yeah, we should go visit him. Right? That would be fun. I would buy his little trinkets in a heartbeat. I know. And I don't think it I would know. be. A, I think it would be an amazing life to live by the the shore of the lock your whole life. I know. So looking out on the water. Chilled out. God, it's a pretty good life. Super chilled out, but at the same time, he'd still get human contact because he'd yeah, there's uh, a million tourists, to the tourists all the time. that stop and. Oh my mm-hmm. god. These Let's shirts, see your t-shirts. These shirts Wait, are kind of amazing. So I ordered one, two, three. I really did order six. Cannon's Cannon's order came literally as we were in the middle literally. of the Literally. I paused, paused recording it. to go to my mailbox Go to get, and get <laughs> the the order. And I know I can tell from here that I am going to want to have some, some of these. Okay. Because I see something that's turquoise. And I didn't order any colored ones and I don't know why so I ordered all the different styles like I because I'm I first of all I wear graphic tees every like every day so and I love I I, I'm really picky about how they pick how they fit but look at this one so they're all mediums but look at this one this one is like sorry if you're only listening and not watching sorry this there's one that's six inches wider than the other one which is the same size that's why I bought all the styles so I could like be like if you want a looser one grab this one if you like a tight fit grab this one because this one is super look how wide that one is too but like awesome oh I love that one is that the loose like a slouchy like a slouchy scoop net fit and yeah I've got one of those this one is like a like classic but fitted like like woman's slim fit yeah, I couldn't get those because the largest size was like still too small for no, me. No, but these are huge. Like that's huge. Which one's that? What what style is that? Uh, I don't Scoop know. Neck? I have to go look. But there's two different like one's relaxed fit, I think, and the other one's like uh-huh. a scoop net. But I love a tank, and it gets so hot here in the summer. So this I love this color oh, combo. I love that one. <gasps> so this one is I don't give a flying fairy with a that's like a navy background with the purple. The only one, but I kind of love it about this. So the only one that you can't see the we were worried about this because it's black on purple. Yeah, so you barely see it, which stinks. But it says "Don't fuck with fairies." But like, I could wear this to like my kids' school, and they wouldn't see it, and I would feel so <laughs> naughty, you know, like knowing they couldn't read it, but knowing there was like a bad word on my shirt makes me feel so funny, like a hidden, yeah, hidden code, exactly. Yeah, because the, the problem with red bubble is they put each design on all the colors of t-shirts. So yeah. if you've got a black design, there we there will be a black and dark colors options of t-shirts yeah, and the sorry. design just doesn't show up on but, you can it. but there's see, no way you of can like see. taking that one away yeah and I yeah. knew that it was gonna look like that but again I was thinking like yeah but that'd be really funny to wear it around you know I'm like little serving like all the moms and like have your little naughty shirt on I'm like all about it they'll have all these then, people like one. just peering at your boobs super close to try and read it oh yeah. I like that I know isn't that so pretty 
So the, yeah. I like this because it's like two-toned tank top and it's all like willowy and I just love it because it's black. So yeah, so Lucy did an amazing job combining cool. vintage graphic images with a really cool, our like Celtic font um, and then naughty, funny little sayings that are a lot of them are only relevant to the podcast too. So it's very much insider uh, one Scott, one not jokes. Yeah. And she mm-hmm. did an awesome job. I love this one. It's so pretty. Yeah. And I've got, I've got a list of a few more that I want to make. I know. When I, get I can't wait to see It's them. actually just super fun to do. Yeah. They <laughs> came out amazing. Um, you did a really good job on that. I didn't know 90% of what you told me. And I, and I just think it's so funny that that is <laughs> what we learned about and what a wasted opportunity for my teachers because there is really cool mythical no. stories that are much cooler than the current, <laughs> like there's, there's, there's a monster and like, that's it. You know, I think that's, really I know. Crazy. I feel like, I feel like all the modern stuff is overtaken all yeah. that older folklore. And yeah. to the extent Sad. that, to the extent that unless I was going to do like a super, super deep dive research or go to, you know, Aberdeen University Library and look up some books from the 1800s about Loch Ness, it was hard to find anything yeah. because it all spoke about the surgeon's photo and the sonar, sonar uh, thing. Yeah. And to me, that was interesting enough but it wasn't super super no. the old story interesting although really I'm not saying that this episode's boring we're not saying that we're not saying that we're giving you a boating episode hopefully no, but they didn't know any of the old stories at all I like and the old stories yeah I do too fire eyes please that, that's new that's gonna have to be a t-shirt for sure but it is crazy how it's crazy how he's the he she he she is the the famous animal in Scotland <laughs> and it's really famous yeah it really I is I know that I know there are there honestly when I looked on I think it was Wikipedia the list of Nessie in popular culture was literally like screeds long like yeah. The number of films, TV programs, mm-hmm. cartoons where Nessie is. So it's not just Loch Ness, um, Scooby-Doo and the Loch Ness Monster, which is the main one that you might think of. There's like apparently even in Monsters, Inc., Loch Ness mm-hmm. Monsters mentioned because the Loch Ness Monster cute. is one of the monsters who got banished from Monstropolis, which is must be the... <laughs> thing in monsters inc and the Loch Ness monster is mentioned in that movie there is another movie called the water horse which if you haven't seen that I have seen it because when it came out um my son was the right kind of age to like that kind of film and that was a gorgeous film it was all about this boy who finds an egg and hatches an egg that belongs to a water horse and he releases it into Loch Ness and it becomes a Loch Ness monster. And that was a super nice film, but there were literally piles. I don't mind at all. All right. Sorry. Motherhood calls. Sometimes. Yeah. So that's about it, really. <sighs> well, yeah. I think that was what super are you doing cool. Next week? I'm going to do the Ballad of Tam Lynn. Oh. 
which I knew nothing about, never heard of, never caught wind of. Um, and turns out it is just in a sentence. Um, it's basically a song that came, that came out, <laughs> was released in the, <laughs> the 16th Did century. it make top 40? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, um, it has permeated it today. It top 10 because I would have heard of it. Yeah, right. It hey, has- Alexa, play the Ballad of Tam Lin. <laughs> yeah. I don't recognize that song. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> Play my favorite ballad. Um, and it's like permeated its way like into popular culture just forever and ever and ever and ever. And I, wow. it's super interesting because of that. But it's such a good story as well. It's like a great story. It's a great fairy story. It's a great um, just the adaptations that have come out of that, like the creativity of artists and musicians yeah own all their renditions based on it and it was it's just so cool now i feel down that i spark some art from us Ooh, to think that it totally could it totally could hop on the tamlin bandwagon for sure <laughs> let's make some um fan art some yeah. tamlin fan art yeah so i'm really excited <laughs> I album like, covers and i feel like a really like like a i feel like a little sleuthy historian which is so fun and kind of uncovering these things and it's just so it new is. to me and i feel dumb i'm sure i'm obviously like the last one who knows about it because that's already been movies and tv shows and songs and comic books and blah blah, blah based on it but i i'm a little late to the tamlin party but if you've never heard of them either then i'm excited to share it with you because it really i had only heard of tamlin when i was doing some research for one of our previous episodes and i can't even remember what one it is now and i read a ballad too like thomas the rhymer is the ballads and everything it could have been something to do with thomas the rhymer i can't remember but i do remember reading something about tamlin but i that's you know you're gonna surprise me I, am. I don't know either. yeah so i'm excited to bring that to you so that concludes this week look at us being all speedy it's probably been an i hour know and half super speedy super we're concise and we're not but thank you for listening and we will be back next week with the story of tam lin bye if you'd like to join in some of the fairy fun and antics come and find us on instagram we're called one scott one not over there as well And if you have a friend that's partial to the fae or maybe they're even a secret selkie, then please share this podcast with them. For more information on our fantasy-themed notebooks and journals, uncut and unedited YouTube videos, and to share with us your own scary or folklore-related stories, and also for more information on our Celtic Collective art program, you can find all that information and more over at our website, onescottonenot.com.